I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Asterix popular digital transformation podcast series. Uh, if you've not listened into these series before, I'll give you a little kind of insight into what they're all about. They're interviews with thought leaders from the industry, um, and the industry being lab informatics, uh, R&D, pharmaceuticals, biotech, etc., cetera, um, providing their expert insights and actionable advice that are designed to help you develop a successful digital first strategy. Uh, again, this is really meant as a transformational discussion about how digital first strategy helps transform businesses. My name is Kevin Miller, and I'm the host for today's podcast, and I want to thank everybody for listening and downloading. So before we get into it, um, we'd like to keep these in around the 20 to 30-minute range. Uh, we're going to have some nice Q&A back and forth with our speaker, who I'll introduce in just a moment. But let's get into what the topic's going to be. So our topic for today's discussion is going to be how to find the best talent to drive your digital transformation program. You know, this is going to really focus on a key component of digital transformation, and that is who are the talent that you're going to source to help you accomplish that goal? How do you go about assembling the winning team of uniquely skilled personnel that will drive your digital transformation program to successful completion, hopefully on time uh, and within budget to realize the future vision of your organization. Uh, joining us today is Bear Riscala. He is the Vice President of Scientific Outsourced Services here at Asterix, and Bear has been an influential leader in delivering staffing solutions for over 20 years. He provides expert technical resources to organizations across the scientific spectrum. And to further add to his wealth of experience, he holds a bachelor's degree in chemistry from the U.S. Santa Bar UC Santa Barbara. So, Bear, I want to welcome you to today's session. This is the first podcast we're doing together. I'm excited to chat. Um, I think with that, I'd, I'd probably say, why don't you improve upon the intro that I just did for you and tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you're doing here at Asterix. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Uh, excited to to be on. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, it's a topic I, uh, I I love to talk about and, and one that uh, I hold dear. But yeah, a little bit about my background, as you mentioned. So I, I, I got my degree in chemistry from UC Santa Barbara. Uh, the goal was always to work in the uh, pharmaceutical or biotech world. I really always loved science uh, ever since I was a kid. Um, I was working for a small CRO when I was approached by a recruiter to... Um, for, for another opportunity. Uh, after speaking to this person for a while, I got really interested in, in the world of staff augmentation. Um, and here I am 20 years later. So it's, it's really great for me because I, all, all day we talk to scientists, we talk to uh, technologists within uh, the life science industry. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, yeah, excited about our talk today. Great. And certainly, you know, one of the things we're going to be digging into uh, in today's discussion um, is, you know, how do you find the right people to help you kind of carry these, you know, fairly large in scope projects across the across the finish line. But before we get into the broader topic of finding the best talent to, to drive digital transformation programs, Bear, I'd like to take a few minutes to outline some of the key principles behind our discussion today. Um, you know, first and foremost, what exactly is staff augmentation? Uh, how can it help companies find the talent they need for digital transformation initiatives? Yeah. Um, why are those people hard to find to begin with? And how do you know when you need to go out and tap an expert company like Asterix uh, for help in staff augmentation? Love your thoughts on that. Yeah, Kev, it's, it's, um, it's something that I think is, is really universal these days. How, how do you find the best people? 
um, especially in the life science industry, it has become uh, increasingly difficult over the last couple of years. Uh, so staff augmentation, basically what that means in a nutshell, is um, outsourcing your, your recruiting function to bring in people. It can be short-term, it can be long-term, it can be on a permanent basis, it can be through a statement of work. There's a lot of different ways to uh, construct this, but basically you need a certain skill set that your company doesn't currently have, and you know that it's going to be very, very difficult for you to find it uh, yourself. So that's why uh, staff augmentation exists. And in uh, the life science industry, it can take on uh, a lot of different um, uh, types of uh, structures. As I mentioned, you can go through a statement of work. You can go through uh, a contract to hire sort of path. You can go uh, straight contract. You can go through a consultant. And then we also do permanent hires for, for, uh, for companies that are looking to bring on full-time, um, full-time employees. So uh, as far as how it can help companies, you know, really, it, it allows you to kind of temporarily integrate these experts. You know, these people have specialized tools um, that they can focus on change management, uh, learning and development. Any organization looking to improve its performance uh, and in acquiring new skill sets that are really in demand, um, that's, that's a great way uh, to, to view staff augmentation. Most companies that 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 we talk to, they they have limited resources. You know, their people are busy. They have a lot of work, uh, existing tasks, operations, and they're kind of left wondering. You know, how are we going to take on these very necessary but very complex uh, digital transformation? Um, tasks on top of their existing work. So staff augmentation really gives companies access to bring in that talent. And, you know, you have a, a team of experts that you can tap in whenever you need them to really help you do that. And um, if I can give you just a little story here, Kev, uh, we, a, a current client. So they are uh, engaged with our laboratory informatics uh, group on a very large multi-site, multi-country um, software deployment. So uh, as it tends to happen, there's been delays. Go Live has been pushed back several times. You know, the sponsors are, are getting frustrated. Uh, the main reason for this bottleneck is that the sites, they, they can't dedicate the required local resources to handle these specific items that only their internal personnel can address. So what we suggested was, hey, let, let's take some of this work off of their hands. So we, we, we brought in people like lab scientists, engineers, lab managers to take their day-to-day -day duties off of their plate so they can focus, you know, these, these subject matter experts can focus on that digital transformation project. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, the, the, everything starts moving again and you're, you're getting back on track. So just a little story on, on how uh, staff augmentation can help with some of these implementations and deployments. That's great. Yeah, it make, makes a lot of sense, too. And and I know one thing I do want to circle back on, you touched on in the beginning of your statement a little bit about um, shortage of qualified workers. I, th I think most of us understand if you drive through any suburban area uh, that goes past a strip mall and you see that there's a help wanted <laughs> sign on virtually every store and restaurant, yeah. the same holds true in business, right? Oh, yeah. we're, 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 there's There's a huge shortage right now of of qualified workers in many different industries. So many of our listeners, I think, would agree that finding talent is hard for all companies right now. Uh, but even more so when you get into these real specialized industries like IT and, and healthcare, 
and, and of course, other scientific industries. So um, relative to that, uh, tell us about how staff augmentation can help in that case. What are the benefits of using it uh, or this outsourced model um, when you're dealing with a labor shortage? Yeah, no, that's uh, – we see that everywhere, Kevin. I mean, like you said, it, it's it's not – specific to the life science industry. I think it's really pronounced within life science and especially with some of these technical roles, uh, scientific and, and on the technology side. And uh, that's when you really know that you need the staff augmentation, uh, immediate access to expertise. You know, your team may lack it, but you know you need it. It can be lab related. It can be, you know, within ClinDev and, and regulatory or uh, pharmacovigilance, quality, um, QMS, uh, bioinformatics. I'm just kind of rattling off some some of the things that we do that we see all the time. So you can kind of build your own recruiting function to, to find these people, which can take a lot of time, you know, can cost a lot of money, and, and you're not sure if you're ever going to get that result, or you can outsource it. So um, th- that's really where we come in. That's where staff augmentation comes in. It can also be if you're, if you're finding it a problem to hire, you know, permanent people, as, as you said, everybody's looking for staff. And uh, specifically within um, some skills that are, are really impacted um, in the market. And uh, I think if, if you do it right, you can absolutely save costs. And it, uh, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the, the way that you can do this from a time, uh, from a time perspective is really unmatched. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. And, and I'm sure, you know, there's, there's dynamics, obviously, with... Um, the work from home versus uh, work working in an office space. I mean, I think you're you're starting to see some companies um, <clears throat> use it as a selling point. Hey, you don't have to come in the office. Where other companies are like, we want you in the office. We want you collaborating, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's there's competition, and people are addressing that competition uh, in a number of ways. So excellent points you made there. Do you think the competition for talented individuals? is going to only increase in the future or is it, or is it going to kind of slow down a little bit? If, if it does increase, you know, how can companies leverage these type of services to help them, you know, meet some of the goals that they're trying to, trying to accomplish? Yeah. You know, you bring up a really good point, Kev. I mean, I think remote work has been around for a really long, long time. I think we all know that, but the, the pandemic just, it, it turned everything on its head and it just, um, it became more of the norm rather than the exception. My personal opinion, and you're going to get opinions all over the board on this, is that uh, if you want somebody to come in into you know a, a brick-and-mortar corporate office for a job that can be done remotely, you're really at a competitive disadvantage uh, for a number of reasons. A lot of these folks have gotten used to the work-from-home lifestyle. They see the benefits benefits of it. And that's what they are looking for, for, for their next career move. And again, these are typically people that have very in-demand skills. So they get, they have some choices. Uh, the other thing is, is you, you can open up the search. You don't have to look just within a radius of where, you know, uh, a commutable radius of where um, your office is. You can, you, it can be nationwide. And, you know, we have a lot of these folks, they don't really care about the time zone. They like the job. They like the company. They like the mission. Then they'll, they'll, they'll make it work. Um, so my personal opinion is that if you can give people that flexibility to, to work from home, you're going to be able to get, um, you're going to be able to find a lot more candidates and, and frankly, higher quality. Now, there are certain jobs, of course, within life sciences that, that can't be done remotely. You have to always be there. That's never going to change. These are the folks in the lab. These are p- people on the manufacturing floor. 
that's a little bit different. And I think they know that. Um, but there are aspects of their job that sometimes, you know, you, you can allow them some flexibility. So I think that the the, the name of the game here is to understand what your candidates candidate pool wants, understand what your employees want, and see how you can kind of fit that into your approach with hiring and also retaining your staff. Great, that that makes perfect sense. Some certainly some some good points there for sure. Um, you know, I think you could make the case that we're in a fairly dynamic environment right now, a dynamic business landscape. Um, over the last couple of years, many organizations are concerned about how to pivot in one direction or another to either stay competitive or, or they're struggling to manage this, this talent resource gap. Um, they're struggling with, you know, external factors, increasing costs and time, consuming processes of hiring, training, and onboarding personnel, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot going on. Uh, probably one of the more challenging times in our lifetimes for, for people who are trying to build, build teams. Um, you know, kind of what key strategies can you recommend to our listeners for bridging this gap uh, and for finding the highly specialized talent that can can drive these digital transformation projects? Because, you know, we, we talk about digital transformation in this podcast in a, in a lot of places, and it's there, and, and companies are going through it in, in, in a wide array of industries. Digital transformation, of course, in the life science sector presents some very unique challenges because of the nature of the data, the sensitivity of the data, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, again, key strategies could you recommend to bridge this gap, finding highly specialized talent that can drive these projects um, and future-proof uh, and ensure long-term success for for company. Yeah, no, I mean it's a great question, Kevin. And and you know, I think the the, the one thing that you have to do is you have to find great partners. I don't think anyone can do this on their own, right? So you have to find people that are experts in what they do. So if you, you find an expert in staff augmentation, specifically within life sciences, specifically within digital transformation, I think that's kind of step one. Um, if you try to do it on your own, I think you're going to run into those uh, situations where things are not going to get done on time uh, uh, very, very often unless you're extremely skilled. So we don't see that too often. Um, but you also have to look at different types of models. Could you offshore some of these things? Um, could you nearshore some of these things? And, you know, these are um, different types of scenarios that we, we encounter all the time where we've been able to help our clients find some solutions. So you have to be very, very nimble. Um, the job market is uh, extremely tight, as, as we had mentioned several times. So as long as you have some flexibility around how you approach a problem and you can work with uh, an expert um, within staff augmentation, within consulting services to help you kind of get there, I think that's going to be the, the, the best um, the, the, the best scenario for you, really. Um, as far as future-proofing, I, I love that comment. I, geez, that, yeah, if you figure that out, Kevin, you, you let me know. But I think, you know, what we've seen recently, it, it's, uh, it, it, people are wondering about some of these uh, layoffs that we've seen in the, the biotech world. So that's, that's something that's come up quite a bit um, in, in, uh, in my day-to-day -day recently. You know, biotech stocks have kind of taken a beating the last couple quarters, and people are, are wondering, hey, what does this mean when you see all these layoffs? Well, I'll tell you, nothing has changed for us. I mean, most of the projects that we encounter, they can be multi-year projects, and they are so mission critical that some of these uh, reduction in forces, it, it doesn't really affect them. So what we've seen is that demand has not weakened. I mean, the number of requirements, the number uh, that we've received, 
achieved, that we fulfilled, the number of engagements, they're, they're still at all-time highs. And uh, I'm not saying we're completely insulated from, from some, some of these things that are going on in the market, but you know, no signs currently of anything slowing down. If, any, if anything, we, we continue to, to pick up the pace. So um, I just wanted to mention that, Kevin, because I get that question quite often recently, like, hey, what's going on with all these layoffs? And well, mm-hmm. nothing's really changed. You know, companies are still hiring at a, an unprecedented rate, especially for these key skill sets. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of folks tend to look at <clears throat> you know, the health of a business sector through the lens of, you know, um, news and stock snippets. And, uh, you know, the reality of the situation, you've got a very robust industry that's going through um, a pretty significant, you know, transformational uh, era in its time with moving away from, you know, um, disconnected, on-premise, paper-based in certain ways, processes, and then moving towards this, this whole, you know, digital transformation, which it's been a long time coming. We've, you know, someone who's been involved in tech myself for, for a good 25 years or so, we've, we've been talking about, you know, going this, this route for, for a long time. And, and it's definitely, we're, we're, we're knee deep in it, certainly, certainly within, within this space. And that, that presents a lot of opportunities and it presents uh, a lot of challenges for organizations, but it's good to know that there's uh, services and companies out there that, <clears throat> HR can tap when, you know, a uh, CIO comes knocking for someone that's got some very specialized, you know, technical skills or, or scientific skills. So, yeah. Um, and, that, and you, and use the word, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I thought, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you use the word dynamic before. And, and yes, the job market is extremely dynamic. And, um, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is as it kind of ebbs and flows and, you know, demand is still super high, even for those companies that, uh, unfortunately have to, um, make some cuts. And we've seen this with a lot of our clients here over the last couple months. They Sometimes they cut too deep. Sometimes they, you know, for cost savings purposes, it, it makes more sense for them to bring on a contractor or a consultant because that work is still there. So from a, a staff augmentation perspective, there's business cases to be made, whether, you know, the market is absolutely booming or if it's even on a downtrend because the work doesn't really stop. The way that the work um, is completed can can kind of change if you get my meaning there, Kevin, and uh, and and even for for candidates that are uh, affected by some of these layoffs, we would love to be able to help them because we have so many clients that are looking for these in demand skills. Sometimes, for whatever reason, it's not working out at their their current firm, and consulting really becomes. Uh, a, a, a really attractive proposition. So uh, it, it really kind of depends on the specific needs of the company and where they are at that moment. Um, if it's all systems go and they just can't get people through the door quick enough, hey, we're we a great solution for that. If it's a situation where, okay, we're, we're pulling back a little, we're assessing, but you know maybe we, we need a little something from the outside to, to, to kind of bridge that gap for the short term until we start to pick up pace again, Again, you know, these are the types of, uh, you know, scale up, scale down models and the, give, you know, the types of flexibility that it's just tailor made for, uh, for staff augmentation. Great. Yeah. That's a, and it's a great way to kind of, I think, wind up our, our conversation. Um, you know, certainly, you know, with the state of, uh, the state of this industry, the state of, you know, where uh, companies are going with, with these projects, you know, staff augmentation is, as dynamic and and can help you, I think, react quicker uh, to, to changes internally than if you had to go through a traditional um, 
brick and mortar hiring process. So it's great that services like this are, are out there. Specialized services, of course. This isn't just you know some generic staffing. Uh, I, I know firsthand, obviously working closely with 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 your team, that you're 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 out that you're scientists who are going out to find scientists and finding the right people, yeah, uh, to plug into these organizations to help them, you know, get these jobs done. So and I think that, before that's we close, I'd love point, to give you, yeah, like give you an opportunity to kind of wrap wrap up some thoughts on your side, and then we'll wrap the session up. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a great. Uh, final point there there kevin i think you know the thing that really sets asterix apart is you know we're a company that was founded by scientists you know that the vast majority of the people here are scientists and technologists we have that background we've lived the life we understand um through many different lenses on uh, what companies are going through what uh you know different candidates and resources are going through and i think it kind of makes us uniquely positioned to, to help out firms as they're going uh going through this journey of, of digital transformation which can be um extremely challenging and i would just uh, really encourage anybody if, if any of these points kind of sound like hey this is something that i'm i'm feeling right now it, you know give us a call everything that we do is built to fit um, you know, your situation is specific to you. We'd love to learn more about it and, and present some solutions that could potentially um, be really feasible. So um, I, I appreciate the time, Kevin, and, and uh, the opportunity to come here and talk to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's great. And we appreciate your insights as always. And, uh, you know, uh, to kind of recap our discussion for today, you know, we're really, um, you know, talked about how uh, specialized staff augmentation solutions like those from Asterix can help uh, companies uh, react to a very dynamic hiring environment, you know, much more quickly, um, and and allow you to to bend not break, so to speak, when you're when you're when you're filling out your um, your teams, and uh, and and that's key. So we talk a lot about digital transformation here at Asterix. It is kind of the world in which we live, day in and day out. That's what this podcast is about. Today's topic was a little. Um, sidebar on that and how to get the people in uh, to help these uh, these projects get across the finish line. And uh, obviously, you know, to stay tuned for our upcoming podcasts uh, as they come out. Um, the podcast is is growing uh, exponentially in popularity. It, it's, it can be found on all the major pa- uh, podcast platforms now, as well as uh, on the Asterix website. Um, so again, I want to thank everybody for, for downloading this and, and listening to this session today. Um, stay tuned for more. There are coming soon. And we thank you on behalf of the entire Asterix team. We are now wrapped up. <laughs>